I'm, I'm privileged to be leading this morning. I guess I represent the oldest 10%. And I can remember being a boy of five in Dundee in Herman Hall, and Howard would have been sitting with his mates back from university maybe somewhere else. I didn't actually know him because I was too wee. And uh, I remember these worthies in black suits. It was a brethren assembly, so it, was, it had its own style, shall we say. And I remember how one of them, and I can remember it clearly, always used to pray an unscripted, scripted prayer. And he used to say, and I'm not being irreverent, but this is exact, we we thank Thee, our loving God and Heavenly Father, that at the outset of our gathering Thou hast drawn our attention to the person of Your lovely Son, Jesus. And He always prayed the same, and it stuck. And I guess we're going to do the same. Where, am I too bouncy, Dave? <clears throat> We're going to focus on Jesus. It's, it's such a big thing when we've done this so many times before. I worked out that I'd done it two, two or three thousand times the other day. My grandson would actually give me an exact number. And I, I, thought of a, I thought of various books in the Bible to introduce it through, and I could have gone to Ephesians 2, and I could have gone to Colossians, and I could have gone to Romans, but I've gone to, I've gone to Hebrews, because Hebrews is a Jewish person, and he is speaking to people who know it all. They've done it all before. They've done it since they were knee-high. And so I feel there's an element of that here, I include myself in that. And he's trying to focus this, them on this man, God made man. I'll, I'll just read the introduction to Hebrews and then we'll put up three clips of verses through Hebrews talking about the flesh and blood man Jesus and how I can partake of his flesh and blood because he partook of my flesh and blood. So I'll just, do, I'll just read the introduction. Um, that's the first, verse 2 and 3 of Hebrews 1. In these last days, God has spoken to us in a son. Not a prophet, not a great leader, a son. Everything that a son brings from a father whom he appointed the heir of everything, everything, through whom also he made the ages. Wow. So that's who we're coming to this morning. The one who is the heir of everything, who made time, the, the space-time continuum. If you're a physicist, he made everything. And we're coming to him this morning. So put the first slide up. This is the first one that came to me. <clears throat> first of all, this God made man 
takes on our flesh and blood. We've come here this morning to take part of his flesh and blood. But first of all, he, he took ours. Um, this is chapter 2. Since the children, that's us. I like being described that way. Since the children share flesh and blood, he himself, he didn't send somebody, he himself also took part in the same, the same humanity, the same dust from the ground that he breathed life into. He himself also took part in the same. Why? So that through death, which had entered into humanity, through death he might destroy. That is a powerful word. It means abolish, obliterate, remove. The one who has the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who, the, who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. He himself. Um, if, we, if we really got that, we would all be on our faces. He himself. God himself took on my dusty nature, my flesh and blood. Wow. So that I could partake of his. And his flesh and blood, it was the same as mine in the physical sense. But it, by then, and we read this in the Bible, flesh and blood had come to mean more than that. It had come to mean lostness, brokenness, sinfulness. So that's, that's how we get this term flesh in the Bible and in the New Testament especially. He didn't partake of that. He was a clean, pure man. How did he live? Well, Hebrews chapter 10 tells us how he lived. When Christ came into the world, he said, you haven't desired sacrifices and offerings. God is not religious, but you prepared a body for me. What for? Then he said, look, I've come to do your will, O God. That that's what he took on my flesh and blood for. That's why he came, so that he could live a well-pleasing life for God. Wow. To show that it could be done. To please God. And twice we read that God burst out from heaven and said, This is my lovely son. I'm so pleased with him. This is how he lived in our flesh and blood. No contamination, no death, no guilt. He walked pleasing the Father. God himself in human form. And then we go down the chapter and we read <clears throat> this amazing verse. Therefore, Brothers and sisters, since we have confidence 
to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by that new and living way that he opened for us, that is, through his flesh. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The blood of Jesus, he let it go. We know he let it go as a sacrifice for sins, but he let it go so that we could take it up. His life, in the Old Testament, blood and life are synonymous. And this is what Jesus was doing. He was letting his life go into our human race for those who believe in him. This is my story, my song. And there's a new living way, and it's through his flesh, his, what does Paul say? He says, we were crucified with him. We were buried with him. We were raised with him. Paul even makes up a special verb for that. We were, what does it say, seated with him, another special verb. With, 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 a way through his flesh. Yeehaw, Lord. So this is where the Bible writers are coming from. This is where the man who wanted to talk to people who already knew it decided to put his emphasis. Thank you, Mr. Writer to the Hebrews. Maybe Paul, don't know. Yeah, let's hear from Jesus himself. Actually, let's, let's just stop. Let's pray. Anybody, anybody pray? I will pray. Um, I know we already have, but if it's grabbed you. Lord, thank you that this is my story and my song. Thank you for every brother and sister who brought me along the way. Thank you that you have given me your life, that I may die with you and rise with you. Thank you that what we're about to do is a picture of it, is a statement of intent, is a statement of faith from weakness and smallness. Amen. Don't worry if you don't pray, it's fine. Okay, I just wanted to give you a chance. Right, let's read what Jesus, this is Jesus himself, this is out of his own lips. When he's gathered this crowd around, he's fed them with physical bread, but now he wants to tell them that there's much more on offer, and he says, I'm the living bread that came down out of heaven if anybody eats from this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I will give for the life of the whole world is my flesh, my pure humanity, my life that only ever did the will of my Father. That's what I'm giving away. Unless you eat the flesh, it's a metaphor, it's obviously not physical. Unless you keep coming, keep believing, he says earlier, 
unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you've got no life in yourselves. The one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will, this is God speaking, I will raise him up on the last day. I believe that you're coming back again. Yeah. Jesus is talking to you, he's talking to me. He wants to get to the inside of us. He wants to provoke the spark of faith, whether it's alive or just glowing, so that I reach out to him and I grasp his hand and say, Lord, I'm with you. I'm, I'm your man, I'm your girl. I believe in you. I'm taking you on board. I am coming to you and this is the, my life set. This is my only priority. Here I come ready or not. So if you're a believer, take this. You don't need to merit it. It's a gift from God. It's a picture of the life of Jesus laid down for you. Amen. So Colin and Colin, we'll, we'll, we'll sit just to be different, not to be brethren. Um, and we'll pass it around. Colin and Colin. Always, there we go. Here, boys. This is the body of Jesus. Okay. So just pass it round. If you don't want to take it, that's fine. Pass it on. I'm actually going to put up some verses which are written by Charles Wesley. Sorry, Rich, can we do it this way? When I was about 21, I was in a bit of a crisis with faith because I was having to move from being a child and to, a, to an extent a second-hand believer. I was, as, I was in there as much as I could, but I wanted to be really in there. And Charles Wesley really got me when I was a student. And some of his hymns are very powerful, so I'll just let this one scroll through. You might think, Ian, you have got a very funny mind. But. <coughs> Lord, thank you for making this symbol real for your disciples at your point of maximum pressure. Lord, the night before it all happened. Lord, we thank you that the Bible says that having loved your own, you loved them all the way. And you only thought of them. Lord, this is who you are. This is where you're coming from. We, we love you for it. 
We thank you that this for you was pain, it was separation, it was darkness. But through it all, your life, your lifeblood won through. We thank you that it was for our sake. We thank you that it brought forgiveness. We thank you that it brought cleansing and deliverance. We thank you that it broke the power of death. We thank you that our trajectory is upwards and heavenwards. We thank you that darkness is abolished and death is abolished. We thank you that every human loss and misery is nullified as we drink you in, as we believe in your cleansing, powerful lifeblood. And so we drink this with faith, each of us, maybe for the umpteenth time, but as an expression of faith and commitment. Amen.